Hello and welcome Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Monday, December 18th. Tanner, you're back with us today. Yes. Are you feeling better? Yeah, uh, feeling better. Still got kind of some head stuff. and um, Still got a little bit of head stuff and just kind of feel out of breath and tired. So, doing good. What's that face for, Ben? What's that face for, Ben? So, when you're saying you head stuff, you're talking about like headache? Yeah, like some headache. sinus issues. You bunch of pervert. You bunch of. I mean, I, you bunch of. You phrased that so yeah, You bunch of pervert. The way you I worded it, it, bro. Like, I mean, we just had to make sure the listeners. I'm trying to have an adult conversation over here, and y'all. I mean, you you, you, you set that one up. You made that very strange. I don't know. I uh, like some headaches and like drainage and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I think I'm getting toward the end because I've just got a lot of pressure on my chest, so I think it's just the drainage. So okay. we're slowly, slowly get filled up. You got something to get off your chest, bro? We're here. Just drainage, bro. That'd be fantastic. Fantastic. And I'm sorry to let you down, Brandon. Yes, I'm here. I did not die, like you said Wednesday. I, I, I never Monday. said you let me down. I never said that. We all Yeah, if Tanner's not here on Monday, he's dead. Yeah. It's, I said you'd be back unless you died. And then, yes. But you are here, so you didn't die. So, we literally heard that. It's like, wow, bro. Yeah. So I'm glad you didn't die for what it's worth. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Appreciate that's, that. that's as close. That's the most affection anybody ever gets from me, by the way. And I so. appreciate it. I really felt I'm it. I'm glad that you're was, not dead. Yeah. That, that's the end of Brandon. <laughs> that was almost the equivalent of you saying I love you. Yes, that's that about as close. Almost the equivalent. That's about as close. That. <laughs> All right. So a lot to get to this from this weekend's uh, games, football. Uh, or, I don't think there was any interesting bowl games that happened. Like all the bowl games right going on right now are not interesting. We had a lot of college basketball that was interesting to get to though. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into probably what most people want to hear about, what most people want to talk about, and that is the Cowboys at Bills. The Bills win, not just win, they obliterate the Cowboys 31 to 10. Okay. And at home the score is 31 to 10. The game wasn't even that close. The score is closer than what that game was. Like, that's how bad this game was. I, I'm fine with starting here, and I want to bring it up, but, like, I don't think most people want to hear about that. Like, I, I'm glad. I, I, I think most people, this is this people, is, pro- this this is the most, most anticipated This game. is the most talked about game, Talk like, going into this, like, today. This is uh, what I mean, most people, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, there's some other interesting games, but this is the one that people really want to talk about. So, this is where we're starting. So. Tanner, yes, sir. you're the one that had the Cowboys as his second most likely Super Bowl team. Yes. So how, like, has your opinion changed? Okay. So I'm, first off, I'm not gonna let y'all sit here. I had to literally sit in my bed, listen to the podcast, listen to y'all crucify me for that. So I'm gonna take a second and I'm gonna explain myself. Okay. You, the reason that I said that was everything that I had seen to that moment. The for and that's why I said for till that moment. It was the 49ers and Cowboys. They literally look like the best two teams in the entire NFL. Okay. Now, I realize they're both NFC teams. Yes, I realize that. Okay. Do I... I two NFC teams at my top as well. Who was your number two? 49ers and Eagles. Eagles, that's right. Okay. Like, I realize that. But from what I've seen, obviously, we all know the 49ers are just on a completely different level. Okay. But that, that game yesterday was just... That was the worst Cowboys defense I've seen in a very long time. 
Like that, that was atrocious. Okay. But until that point, it was just, in my opinion, I think it, they were, you could make an argument that the best two teams in the entire NFL at that point. Um, but that, that was just kind of my opinion about it. So that's why I put the Cowboys at two. Um, I really thought that they were, I really thought that they were going to win. Um, I thought it was going to be a heck of a lot closer than it was. Um, but that was just I don't I don't blame Dak as much as everybody is. Everybody's just in crucified Dak mode. Um I mean, yeah, he missed a couple of throws, but I, I just that game that game's on the defense in my opinion. Like, yeah, Dak didn't play good, but the defense just let him down all game long. So uh yeah, there I mean there's really not really not much to say. I mean, when James Cook is rushing for two hundred yards himself, I mean So whenever you say Whenever you say that the you thought that it was the 49ers and the Cowboys, like boom and then boom, I feel like you were, even if it was unconsciously, you were basing that off of one game from the Cowboys. You weren't basing that on the full season of so, results. The full, so it's because so. I, I took... I took the the Seahawks game a little more into account than you guys do because the Seahawks are not a good football team. They It's it's more are are they a good fo- are they okay. like a really good football team? Mine, I would say no. They're not really hate the Seahawks. I don't hate the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't terrible. They're just not a it's they, more, they're it, not terrible, but they're not good. It's more how that it's more how that game went down. Like Back it literally back and forth, and Dak done exactly what I have personally been very critical of him for him not being able to win the games that are head to head each time. The games that right. Dak shines is when they have the lead all game and he can stat pad. So I personally, with my own criticism of the Cowboys and how Dak looks or how Dak looks in certain situations like that. That game was impressive to me. Whether you think the Seahawks are a good team or not, am I saying they're a good team? I would say they're they're a little above average, in my personal opinion. I think they're a little above average. I think they're a little below average. I but their 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 record literally says they're a little below average. Name, but okay, if you're going by records, then you have to say the exact same thing about the Packers. Name sixteen teams that are better than the Seahawks. Sixteen teams. Yeah, that's half the league. Okay. Well, I mean, it would take a while. That's that's sixteen teams. I don't know if we want to waste time with that, Ben. But but you get you get what he's saying, okay? Like, in, the top the, in my in my opinion, they're all in those the top. all those AFC teams that are in the playoff race are better. Others than like the Colts, I disagree. Uh, everyone, but you've also said the AFC is bad. It's what I'm, that's not. I like that's exactly I, what I'm saying. The Seahawks I, are the best team, and that and they're bad. <laughs> Why do you think the Seahawks are good? They I just, just haven't understand how you think the Seahawks are awful and the Packers are going to be the best team in the league. Like, well, I, why are you saying I said the Packers are going to be the best team in the league? I never said that. All I've said is that I believe they're going to make the playoffs and that their offense, whenever they're healthy, is borderline unstoppable. But the, the problem is their defense can't stop anybody, which we saw this week. We'll get to that game later. But anyway, the point of the Seahawks, their offense – is probably average, and their offense and their defense is substantially below average. Their offense is above average. If it's above average, it's just barely. Their defense and is their substantially defense is better than the Packers. 
Yeah, that may, that's probably true. Yeah. But their defense is substantially below average. Not as bad as the Packers, but it's it's way down there. Way down there. But anyway, we get we'll get back. Let's, let's right, get back. Okay. Let's get back to the Cowboys themselves. Okay. I take that game into account. Now games like the Giants and and the blowout games, no. I'm not I'm not taking that into account. But the Seahawks game is really a game that I take into account because where I have been so critical of Dak and the Cowboys not being able to win those head-to-head games, that that win was impressive to me because gotcha. it literally was the exact opposite of what I said that Dak could not do. So I and, and literally just by like the offense and the defense, I mean they they've looked good. The defense, the pass rushes, you know, well before we can just we can talk about everything that I'm saying. Was what I thought before right. before yesterday's game. I want to the talk defensive, about this, you know. the defensive line. Is, the defensive line is fantastic. Um, Stephon Gilmore has really impressed He's me a well. lot this year yeah. with Cowboys. I honestly yeah. did not think them picking him yeah. up was going to be. I mean, that I one flew under the radar to me. Yeah. But the offensive line is fantastic. Which Zach Martin got injured. I don't know what his injury was. I'm not as high on which I'm not really high on CD Lamb at all personally. But, like, if you're talking about complete, if you're talking about complete, the Cowboys are a very complete team in my eyes. I just don't trust the Cowboys. So, uh, the the word complete that you just used right there is very interesting because I think the opposite. I think they're an insanely incomplete team. I think that they've got several superstar players. But all the gaps in between those superstar players is a bunch of nothingness. I think that they're they've got a bunch of holes and they're an extremely incomplete team. That's what I, I, I think. The, the, so I, the, I think that's the biggest problem. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back to the Seahawks game that you were just talking about a second ago. I agree with you. My opinion of Dak Prescott rose after that game, but my opinion of the Cowboys team declined after that game. Dak Prescott, in my eyes, rose, but the team, in my eyes, dropped. See, I don't so, know if I can say my opinion of Dak. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm, that game, in my opinion, when it comes to Dak Prescott, done absolutely nothing. Done, done nothing. Because, and, and another thing that, another thing that I don't feel like people are talking about and taking into account is when your offense, or when another team's offense has the, has the rushing success like the Bills did, dude? As a, I feel like as an opposing quarterback, that is a nightmare. Yeah, because the clock the clock is constantly running. Yeah, it's terrible. You're, you can't get your offense going. You can't get into a rhythm. You yeah. know, the rain did not help either. I'm not I'm not using that as an excuse, <laughs> but the rain doesn't help either. So I mean, it's just that that game. Like I I'm not gonna be one of those people that crucified Dak for that game. Like I, I just I can't, man. Like I don't feel like that game is on that. That Cowboys yeah. defense just got just absolutely demolished. Like they got bum rushed all game long. That game is more on the defense. I, I agree. The game is not on Dak Prescott. Um, Dak didn't necessarily have a great game, mm-hmm. but it. I mean, I, it wasn't his fault. That he did miss that like deep that. ball, but I mean, so you're, you're putting. Let's that... talk about that deep ball a little bit. Okay, that was to Brandon Cooks, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Brandon Cooks had like three yards of separation. So when you're throwing the ball sixty yards downfield, it, it was I'm thinking it was about three yards, but, but let's just say it's three. 
And three yards, when you're throwing the ball 60 yards downfield, that's not a ton of separation. So Dak Prescott may have had like a four to five yard window to drop that ball into. And when you're throwing the ball that far downfield, that window is not very far. <laughs> so yes, he missed the throw, but he just barely missed it. I, I'm not going to criticize him for missing that throw. Okay. Like he, I really don't even think he missed it. That's just, it's just one of those plays where you throw it to an area and you hope the guy can get there and it just didn't quite work out. I don't have a problem with that throw. Um, but Oh, as the whole of the game, Dak Prescott, you know, he maybe missed a couple opportunities, but he didn't. It, he didn't. He's not the reason they lost that game like that. And also the rain thing. I'm not going to make a huge thing a deal about the rain, but this is just. I mean, this is just almost objectively true. If you're down by, if you get down by multiple scores in the rain, you're not coming back. Like if if it's raining and you're down multiple scores, the other team wins the game. Like it's just it's just that simple. Like you're not going to be able to do what you need to do, and the defense knows you're going to have to do what you need to do. And Anyway, so that may have played a part, but at that point, once they were down two scores, I think the momentum of the game was so bad anyway at that point that the rain wasn't going to make a difference. I just don't, so, I don't think – were you done? Yeah, go ahead. I don't think, like, this is the only thing. The, the, the cow – I feel like personally, the Bills. Yes, it was a bad day for the. Yes, it was a bad day for the Cowboys. But I mean, look, the Bills literally just gave teams the blueprint of how to beat the Cowboys. Well, okay, the, the, like the they, Bills, they literally the Bills got that blueprint from the Eagles and the 49ers. Yeah, like you. I mean, the blueprint's already been out there. If you look at if you look at all those games, the Cowboys were behind. Yeah, all game, all game long. Yeah. Like I just, I this Cowboys team, in my opinion, is just not built to come back. From like that, like I just—they're not because here's the thing: not, they're just not built that way. If you like, get a lead on the Cowboys, I think the biggest problem isn't even the Cowboys' offense. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem is the Cowboys' defense. If you get a lead and you're able to just pound the ball and you just eliminate Micah Parsons from the game, yeah. If because I really don't think that defense is actually that great now. I, like whenever I'm the longer I watch that team, I really don't think the defense is that good. Micah Parsons is that good. Micah Parsons is so good that if you even give them a three-point lead, Micah Parsons is so good that he can individually wreck your entire offense and you will not be able to move the ball. But if you're able to have a lead and you're just able to run the ball, like what? I I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but the breakdown of the game that I listened to today said that they the teams that have beat the Cowboys have done all done this with Micah Parsons. The, what the 49ers did, what the Eagles did, I don't know what happened in the last Eagles game, but the first Eagles game and the, this Bills game, whenever they got that lead and just started running the ball, they didn't even block Micah Parsons. They took that offensive lineman and would just shift the whole offensive line over and block the other direction, and they would just let Micah Parsons just run free. They didn't even block him. That's all they had to do was just run. And then the... The Cowboys' defense, all their players are so small that if you've got a good offensive lineman, you can just manhandle all of them. And that's what they've all been doing. And uh, what's what's the uh, defensive coordinator? Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's too stubborn to put some bigger guys in instead of his fast guys that can guard everybody. He needs to put some bigger dudes in to stop that run every once in a while. And he won't do it. So... I mean, what bigger dudes? What the, the thing is? What bigger dudes do they have on the defensive lines to put in? I don't. Like, I don't know if he's got them on the roster. Or I, not. I don't even know because. But it, I mean, but Demarcus it, Lawrence isn't 
he isn't massively small. The smallest person on that defensive line is Michael. I think Parsons. the biggest the biggest issue is the linebackers. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. so, so it, you're it not al- talking about defensive line. You're it almost about. feels like they're almost in a nickel package. Their their linebackers are almost like slot corners, basically. You're probably gonna have to explain to them what a nickel package is. The, the so a nickel package is what you bring in when the other team is obviously in a passing situation. You br- you take out one of your linebackers and you put in a corner or maybe a safety. And so you can guard quicker players, more a running back or another receiver out of the backfield. So that's so it, like when the Cowboys are playing, that's basically their base defense. That their linebackers are so small that they're meant to guard tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. Like that's what they're that's what they're built for. You're going to disagree with me on this though, but lo- losing Trayvon Diggs, dude. Really did hurt this defense. I think it hurts I, in I, some ways. Hurt that secondary. I truly believe. That. I I do think it hurts in this way, and and this is similar to why I get so frustrated with the Packers defense. So it's the same similar idea. Their the Cowboys pass rush is so good that it allows your corners to be ultra aggressive because you can bite on the first move because. Most of the time, your pass rush is so good that there's not time for that receiver to make a second move anyway. So you can bite on the first move without hesitation. And that's what does Trayvon want, Diggs want to do? He wants to bite on the first move every single time. And even if he gets burned, oh, well, we already got a sack by that point. So who cares? Well, and so it's a, it's that's a good a, pair. It's that's a good the pair. thing with Trayvon Diggs, too. He's a yeah. ball hawk, too. So yeah, he's going to get he's gonna get burned every now and then trying to go for interceptions. But that's what, I'm, he, that's what I'm saying. He... he on other teams, it would be an issue. He would be a like he would be a liability. But their pass rush is so good that he's not a liability. Because even if he gets burned by the time that receiver comes open, there's already a, they don't have enough. The receivers don't have enough time to make two moves. They can't do a double move because they're, 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 the the pass rush is already there. So Trayvon matches well with that pass rush because he doesn't have to guard somebody for a super long time, um, and. I, I, here's the thing, man. I, I just, I think that Micah Parsons is just so good that he is covering up and blinding everybody to a lot of holes on that defense. I, I, I think there are some problems, and Micah Parsons is just so good that people don't see it because he, he's just so individually talented that he's covering up for a lot of issues. Um, let's, let's, okay. I, 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 first of all, I, I listened to first take today and I don't usually listen to first take, but I just wanted to listen today because I wanted to hear Stephen you A. Stephen A. Was yes. say something. I, I wanted to hear Stephen yeah. A laugh yeah. about the Cowboys and make fun of them. So, uh, one thing that, who was on there? Uh, are you talking about Dan Orlovsky? Yeah, Dan Orlovsky. I don't even know. I, Dan Orlovsky, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky. First of all. If you don't, if you couldn't already tell, I respect Dan Orlovsky's opinion on the NFL more than anybody on the entire earth. So, if you want some actual solid opinions on the NFL, go listen to that guy. I reckon he's fantastic. I actually like a lot of people are going to hate me for. I like Shannon Sharp's opinion. Shannon Sharp's a smart Shannon dude. Shannon Sharp is super yeah. smart. Would man. you would you say he's a sharp guy? Very sharp guy. Yeah, okay. very sharp guy. And <laughs> I, I just look like I'm I'm not really really, really quick to because like you guys know how I was about this show. Shannon Sharp leaving Undisputed has almost made Undisputed unwatchable. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm guys, sure it's like, terrible. Who's on there with the So Bellas? it's um oh, it's Shannon Sharp, 
It, not Shannon Sharp. It's the, obviously Skip. It's still, which I will say this though, their new theme song they have is probably the best. Like the Little Wayne the, kills that. The uh, corner for the Seahawks. Yeah. Um. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Sherman. Richard Sherman's only only on there. Maybe Richard two, Sherman is too calm and calculated. I, I actually, Rachel Nichols is on there too. One yeah. day a week. I um, actually don't mind Richard Sherman being on there. I yeah. like Richard Sherman on there. The other dude, I can't stand him. The other main guy. Oh, were you talking? Um, he came from First Take. Um, I cannot stand. I know who you're talking about. He I makes can't. the show unwatchable. I can't think of who you're talking about. It's not Max Kellerman. No, no, no it's not Max. Um, Michael Irving's on there too, but that's not who we're talking about. It's the short little bald black dude. He's not actually bald. He's got like the small little. I don't know. Gosh, dude, what is his name? I, I don't know why I can't think. But I can't he stand from first take. Yeah, he was on first take. Um, what? Hang he on. He just got this annoying voice and he talks like this and he acts like he knows everything and he, every single thing he says is just the worst opinion I've Hang ever on. heard. I'm, I'm looking. Hang on. Um, I'm very confused. I don't know. Oh my gosh, this is getting on my nerves. I can't think anyway, of... We, we, this isn't important. We don't got to figure it out. Damn. But how long does it take to type this in, bro? Well, it. Dang it! All right. We're, we're, yeah. Anyway, go go ahead. We're I'll, gonna move on. Yeah. So the reason why I brought up first take is because Stephen A. It's this dude made in a. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Know you know who name. you know who I'm talking about? Though. Yeah, I don't know his name, but anyway, the so the reason why I brought up first take is because Stephen A. compared. And this is a great analogy. He's like, you know what the Cowboys are? You know what the Cowboys are? He's like, they're bullies. They're bullies. He's like, what does a bully do? Keyshawn Johnson. He's like, the bully will just beat up on the little kids. He's like, beat up on them all day long just because it makes him feel better. He's like, what happens when somebody his own size steps up? He gets the crap knocked out of him. That's what happens. He said, Cowboys are just a bunch of bullies. He's like, that's all they are. And I'm like, you know what? That's a really good comparison. I like it. That's exactly what it is, man. I agree with that. Yeah. They just, they just, somebody that was com just competent and had the dudes to physically manhandle them just went out there and manhandled them. Like the, the offensive line and James Cook just, just bulldozed. The Cowboys, just all the way up and down the field, every play. The Cowboys knew they were going to run the ball, and there's just nothing the Cowboys could do better. By the way, and by the way, the offensive line played incredible, but James Cook looks looks different right now. James Cook, like... Uh, you mean they actually let him touch the ball more than five times a game? He's always looked good. He just touched the ball five times. Yeah, he was yeah. just cutting different. Yeah, like, he was he, making some cuts that were explosive. Like explosive. He looked fast, explosive, insanely good vision. He just he looked like a top tier running back, just top tier. <laughs> Did you guys hear what? Um, Tag helmet. Their quarterback. Josh Allen. Yes, thank you, Josh Allen. Wow. Did you hear his? By comments? the way, this is the first time I mentioned his name. Did you hear? Jo did you hear Josh Allen's comments after the game? No. He was talking about Zach, and he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Honestly, I feel like that dude that done the, you know, the group project didn't do anything and still got an A for it." <laughs> <laughs> but that really is like the perfect explanation, man. The the first drive, the first drive had a lot to do with Josh Allen. Josh Allen did well that first drive. And then once they got that lead, then they were like, 
we're just going to smash it down your throat. I have to get Joe, Joe Barry. Is that their new? That's their new offensive. No, 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 God, no, no, not Joe Barry. Joe Barry's a defensive coordinator for the Dad. Dad Joe, Joe, something. <laughs> I got the first name right. Joe Brady. Brady. Thank you, yes. Joe Brady. Yes. Sorry, sorry to put don't you. Don't ever. Don't ever. Sorry, sorry to put you through that emotional stress. God, Joe, Joe Brady. Barry. I will give Joe Brady. You just said screw Joe Brady. No, I said Joe Barry. Oh, okay, screw Joe. I will Barry. give Joe Brady a lot of credit though for like. Because it, it drives me crazy when you've got the run game going and you still want to pass the ball. Like, that just drives me crazy. So, like, I've yeah. got to give Joe Brady credit for sticking to that game plan when it was working and not trying yeah. not trying to get the passing game going. Yeah, like, the, thank you so much, Joe Brady. The like, dude, thank you, bro. The dude knows what he's doing, bro. The, the the dude knows what he's doing. I mean, he he was the offensive coordinator of the LSU national championship team. Yeah. Like, I mean, he he clearly knows what he's doing, which is debatable. Probably the best NCAA offense ever. I would say it's debatable. I think it's the best NCAA team ever. Uh, we're not going to get into that. One. Yeah, that's another. Con- that's another conversation. We'll, that's a Wednesday. Con- that's a Wednesday. We'll, that's a Wednesday. Con- we'll make that an off-season conversation okay. sometime. All right. We'll, we'll, we we'll, need to make sure to come back to that. Oh conversation. yeah. We'll, we'll come back to it. when we're low on content in the middle of the off-season. We'll, yes. we'll get to that. But Ben, I don't. I don't know if that's going to be any good. To be honest with you, <laughs> as he takes a bite. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, so. Uh, and just grabbed an Uncrustable for those they can't help. So, does, does anybody have anything else they want to add? But the, I think we've pretty much covered what we need to. Um, the Bills, the running game was ridiculous. The Cowboys got some questions. Dak Prescott, not necessarily the problem. I do, I do like the Bills' new offensive coordinator. I still just don't know if they're a Super Bowl team. I mean, they've looked amazing the past few weeks, yeah. but I think their defense is highly overachieving right now. I don't think they can continue it. I want them to, but here's I just, the thing: I don't. Their defense doesn't have to be elite for them to be a really good football team. They they just need to be average. They need to be an average defense, and I think that they can do that. I think they can be at least average as long as they don't dip below average. I think that their offense can do well enough for them. If if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over twice in a game, if he turns it over once, they can, they'll still be fine. But if he turns it over twice, that's when it'll be an issue. But so ever since Joe Brady became the offensive coordinator, that's not been a problem. So we'll see. Um, didn't he snap his like however yeah, many games of the turnover? Like, yeah, he didn't have one. I'm pretty sure it was close to double digits if it wasn't. No, Brandon, he only threw the ball like what, twelve times? Fifteen. I think it was about I think the- he went like seven for fifteen. Yeah, it probably wasn't twenty. He probably he definitely didn't throw it twenty. I think times. he went like seven for fifteen. Yeah, so I don't. I feel like it was more than fifty percent. He did have a lot of drops, though. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Kincaid had a lot of drops in that game. He had two or three. I yeah. Know. So, uh, but anyway, which Stefan Diggs made an incredible catch. Yes, he did. That was that was an incredible. Was a fan. That was a that was a third down play in the first half too. That was a big play. Yeah. yeah. That was huge. So credit to Stefan Diggs, man. That yeah. Was, that was a great catch. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Uh, what was? I don't even remember what the Thursday night game was. You no. don't need to. What was it? Oh, Chargers Raider. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All I need to know about this game. Brandon Staley is fired. Brandon Staley got fired after the game, after playing against the Raiders. The Raiders put up 63 after a week before they got zero. <laughs> they got zero against the Vikings. And they, they, got, and they got 63. <laughs> and by the way, after the game, I was like looking up like fantasy performances from the Raiders. 
nobody really did anything crazy in that game. I like, but they got sixty three points because they're deep. They started on their own twenty the whole time. They didn't have to move <laughs> the ball. That was atrocious. Uh, I've never. I I've been wrong about a lot of things about my sports opinions, especially this year. I've never been any. I've never been anywhere close to a as I was about Brandon Staley and the Chargers this year. That is the most wrong I've ever been about anything in my life. Yeah, That in, was ridiculous. It's okay. if it makes in you Brandon Staley's defense, he literally had no one on offense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, bad. I, I can't even name five offensive players that played for him in that game. Yeah, like, I was, really can't. It was bad. Josh Palmer was the best player on offense for them. Yeah, that's not great. It, Josh Palmer, Quinn Johnson. Um, I think Eckler played. Austin Eckler. Yeah. And but Joshua Kelly, did he play? I don't even know. I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's enough of that game. Let's move on. Uh, Saturday games. First one, Vikings at Bengals. This game was fun and exciting. <laughs> this game was awesome. That's what that yeah. – I mean, it was terrible, but it was an uh, awesome watch. It was It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's as simple as that. It was fun. Uh, back and forth game the whole time. And the fourth – I think it was the fourth quarter – when Jamar Chase went out with some kind of shoulder injury. Yeah, it was the last drive. And, and then the second that Jamar Chase went oh, out. No, it wasn't the last Yeah, he didn't play at all the last it, drive. It was the drive before the yes. last drive. But the second that Jamar Chase went out, from that exact second on, T. Higgins was an alpha dog, bro. Was a monster. He was unstoppable. It's, it's just like... Jamar Chase being on the field with him kind of makes him automatically become a little more passive or something. I don't know. But the second that Jamar Chase was off the field, he instantly became an alpha and was like, I am not just, you're just not going to stop me. That touchdown that he got, that was just sheer willpower and effort on that play. It was literally a pick that should have ended the game. And instead, he went and jumped in front of the dude, caught it, and then stuck the ball and scored a touchdown. Like, what? Yeah, I, I don't was, know. It was incredible, man. He's he's going to be somebody's number one receiver next year. Dude, I, I don't know who, and the, but he'll the, be somewhere. The Bengals should not have won that game. They just shouldn't have. Because, like, that the drive to tie it, the quarterback just played terrible. Like, well, some of those passes that he were throwing in general – Including the touchdown pass. I think wasn't that a fourth down pass though? Like he kind of had he's third down. He just kind of had to throw but, it up. I mean, still it was. I don't know. I didn't think it was a good throw. And then um, their first drive in overtime, three and out. And then the Vikings have the ball third and one. Do a QB sneak, don't get it. Yeah. Do another QB sneak on fourth and one and don't get it. Like that's unacceptable. How do you not get a first down there? Yeah. And, Literally, if they got a first down, they win the game. Yeah. They're, the, the field goal line was right on the other side of the first down line. And it was like, my goodness. Yeah. Now, I, I don't, like, we, now, if Jake Browning at the end of the game had a couple of throws that were questionable, I, I agree with you. But we can't act like he played poorly the whole game. Like, yeah. dude, dude played well. Well, I mean. I mean, he threw the ball 42 times and threw 29 completions. But that looks like that looks like two terrible football teams. What that looked like? Yeah, they're probably not. They're prob the Bengals probably aren't great. I I expected the Bengals to win this game fairly easily. I definitely didn't expect it to go to overtime. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the Bengals aren't that good. I I I don't know. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe not great teams there. 
But and Jamar Chase is supposed to be out for a while. Oh, really? He's separated. That shoulder. really hurts them a yeah. lot. Yeah. They said at least a few weeks. Oh, boy. Yeah. He yeah. had a shoulder separation. That's brutal. Uh, next up, Steelers at Colts. I mean, the Colts went 30-13. to 13. I, I don't really want to talk about it. The, I mean, the Steelers are... That's just... That's just really bad. I don't even know... How that happens? The Colts aren't good. No, like they're, they're not. really not. They're not. And I, dude, I I just want to. I know we've said it before. We're just make this very clear. The Colts are eight and six, and like squarely in playoff contention right now. Like if they get season ended right now, they'd be in. They would not be here if Anthony Richardson never got hurt. Okay, like yeah. let's just make that very clear. Gardner Minshew is the reason why they're doing what they're doing right now. He's pulling magic out of nothingness. Yeah. And that would not be happening with Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Let's just make that clear. Uh, so the Colts, once again, are getting incredibly lucky. Somehow they always get lucky. I don't. I don't know what's up with that with that franchise. But uh, anyway, they didn't get lucky last. But that, who was the the hit? Michael Pittman Jr. was the guy that got hit, right? Yeah, that was he got, he got wrecked. That was brutal, dude. He got wrecked. Like, here's the thing: it was just obviously a penalty. I don't think it was a dirty play, though. Like, I don't think the guy was trying to hurt Michael Pittman. He got wrecked, bro. But, but he got messed up. He got messed up. Like, that was God. that was brutal. That was so bad. Uh, but anyway, it's, I'm assuming we can kind of assume he's not playing next week, right? I don't think he's going to. If He, he, he might, but I don't think he's going to. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Broncos at Lions. The Lions went 42-17. to 17. We can go ahead and just say it wasn't a good week for the podcast teams, for any of us. So I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch any of this game at all because I was watching the Kentucky basketball game. So I, if, any, if either of you all saw this game, I would appreciate your input. But from what Gabe was texting us, it sounded like things were going pretty poorly for the Broncos. The biggest, the biggest story of that game is... Sam Laporta is still the GOAT. No. The biggest story of that game from, like... Jameer Gibbs is still the GOAT. I'll, I'll back you on that. But what I've heard the biggest story of the game Jared is, Goff. Okay, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm going to slap you for Tanner. Thank you. Thank you for that. Go, Tanner. If, he's, if he speaks, I'm going to slap him. Go. Thank you. So, Russell I Stop. God. Okay, continue. It sounded like I just slapped you. <laughs> Go. I'm done. I'm really Russell here. Wilson gave yelled at on the sideline. Apparently, Sean like got in here or like was yelling at him. So was Russell Wilson just playing so, poorly? No. So from what from what I have looked into about it, because I didn't watch it, I'm more heard like some kind of media things about it and looked into it. Apparently there was, which he, he was not playing good in the game, but there was an offensive offsides. And, well, one of the linemen, I'm pretty sure one of the, it was either a false start or one of the linemen jumped off. And apparently just walking off the field, just he got all over Russell Wilson. And everybody's blown it out of proportion. Some people are saying he was right about doing that. Some people are saying he shouldn't have done that. So that's pretty much one of the big storylines of that game. It's just kind of the disagreement whether people. I don't care. Think. But I mean, I'm never going to care. But I'm not going to make a big deal about a coach yelling at a player ever. I don't yeah. care about that. That's that's that's. And it's not time. like he was berating him. Like right. he was just 
It, you could tell he was yelling at Russell Wilson, but I mean, it's not like he was like, I don't know, talking about his wife or something like that. Like, <laughs> you know, wasn't doing nothing like that. Gotcha. He might have been. It could have been. Days had a baby, didn't they? Or something like that? I don't know. I saw something like that. So As long as Golden Tate's not on the team, I think his wife's safe. Oh, so. <laughs> I don't know. Zach Wilson might have something. Hey, bro, Zach Wilson, backup quarterback next year, bro. Hey, He's not old enough. That may be a good fit. She's not <laughs> old enough, though. He'd make Russell Wilson's life H-E double hockey stick. He would, bro. That's true. It's true. Uh, moving on to the Sunday games. Oh, my gosh. This game, you could have gotten a ticket for 50 cents if you wanted to go. Falcons at Panthers. We don't have to talk that was about a disgusting game. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. The, the Panthers team wanted to play football. The Panthers win nine to seven, and the Panthers won this game nine to seven simply because of Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter single handedly lost the game. He was just that bad. This game was nasty from both teams. Even if there wasn't bad weather, it was going to be nasty. But then there was bad weather on top of it. It was even more nasty. And even even with the bad weather. Desmond Ritter had multiple red zone possessions where he just just straight up threw the ball to the Panthers. Just like here. We're, we've at least got a field goal right now, but I don't care. Here's the ball, to including the last possession of the game. They were they were winning seven to six. Yeah, they were winning seven to six on the last drive. And they're on like the twelve yard line. And he just throws it. Just I don't know also, what he's looking at. Why are we throwing the ball in that situation in the first place? What 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 are we doing? I, we have I two know. of the best running backs in the league, and it's like, oh yeah, let's give the ball to Desmond Ritter. What the heck are we yeah. doing? That's that's another game, by the way. That if uh, who's the other quarterback? Taylor Heineke. If Heineke's the quarterback, they win the game. Like, I don't even know if they're I, trying I to win. Like I I can't. It honestly feels like there's like by the way there's like three losses this year that if Heineke's the quarterback they win the game. Well, why is Heineke not playing? Is he injured or well, they he just... went in? He wasn't lighting the world on fire. He wasn't like being a superstar. I did not see Heineke in that game at all. When no. did they bring Heineke in? No, he's he staying in the season. I'm talking. Oh, about the same season. season. Earlier, I thought you meant in that. Game. Yeah, I'm saying earlier in the season. But still, he though, him. he's better than David no, Ritter. Hold on, Come the, on, bro. Yeah, like, the the actual reason was because they put Heineke in. And I actually think they even agree that Heineke gives them a better chance to win now. But they came out and said that Desmond Ritter has potential to be the franchise guy and they need to see. And I've already, like, he's not. I saw I enough the first time they had bro. Like, yeah. I don't know what more you need to see. Here, and here's the thing, Ben. I would agree with that philosophy if you had just a, such a terrible record, you had no chance of playoffs. But for like the past five weeks, they have been squarely in that division race. They were winning two weeks ago. Yeah, they were winning it. And like, so you get a real shot at the playoffs. So just Which, let your guy that gives you the best chance to win now. In Desmond game. Ritter was not the reason that we lost to the Bucks. He yeah, wasn't. yeah, he, he, he actually played. He good played pretty well in that game. And then I was actually like, hey, you know why he did good? No, no, yeah, no. Anyway, okay. Then followed it up with the worst game of the season. Let's move on. Oh, boy. Bears at Browns. Bears are going to bear. All right? That's just what they're going to do. Browns win 20-17. to 17. The Bears were winning this game. Let me see if I can figure out exactly what the uh, – what what how much time was left in the game. So, the in the entering the fourth quarter, the Bears are winning 17-7. to 7. The Browns get a field goal 
with 12 and a half minutes to go. So 17-10 now. The Browns score a touchdown with three minutes to go in the game. Tied 17-17. The Browns, uh, the Bears get to midfield, basically, on the on their last drive, and get a third down play where Justin Fields breaks free on the outside. I don't know if it was a scramble or if it was a read option. I'm not sure which one it was. But he has a first down. All he has to do is stay on his feet, and he trips. He trips and falls short of the first down by like a yard. And instead of going for it, they punt the ball. And and then the Browns get the ball back, and they kick the game-winning field goal. So, And then, oh, I, I, this is the biggest part of the game. You guys saw the end of this, right? How the game, the last play, you all didn't see the last play? You, 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 you have yeah, you to you exactly. go watch it. Did you not see it? I didn't Bro, see it. Holy cow. So they, they get in hell, the Bears get in Hail Mary range at the end of the game. Darnell Moody. And Justin Fields, I think he probably needs to throw the ball like, what, 60 yards? And credit. I don't think it was that far. Uh, you're right, actually. They were just barely out of field goal range. Yeah, it was. So, I did watch it. I, I did see maybe it. it was, I didn't realize it was the last point. Maybe it was 50 yards. So he throws the ball about 50 yards. So credit to him getting the Hail Mary there. Ball in the big pile up. Ball gets knocked back toward the goal line. And Darnell Mooney had already gotten knocked down before that. So he's laying on his back. And the ball gets knocked down straight into Darnell Mooney's lap. And he gets both of his hands on the ball, just straight into his lap. He's already got his legs curled up into a basket with his hands around it. It's perfect, just right there. And somehow, in the course of him rolling on his back, he just loses the ball from his legs and his hand, and it just it falls away. And he just he loses it. And I, I don't, I I understand how like in those hail mary situations, the ball ends up in your hand. Like you're where people are going to be hitting you and stuff, so you're being a little jittery. But so I understand how it wasn't secure immediately. But to but to lose it, yeah. So you can bobble it a little bit. Just keep it in your lap. How do you just completely lose it off to the side? I could not believe it, bro. Like I I've never seen a more of a gift to a wide receiver in my life than that. And it and he just didn't receive the gift. He returned it, it, it to was sender. Literally the perfect bounce. Yeah. Like you could not have wrote that any better. Yeah. And it just it was yeah. brutal, dude. Brutal. Us describing it, Ben, doesn't do it justice. Yeah. You have to I, look I saw it. I did. By the way, okay. I want to put I'm a I'm a pretty big Justin Fields hater. Justin Fields didn't play bad in this game. Mm-mm. Justin Fields played pre- pretty good. Yeah. Like, and, and a Browns defense is good. And he did pretty well. Gotta give him credit. I'll get look, it uh, y'all are probably gonna disagree with me with this, but okay, you may you may not, because I know how you feel about this guy. From what I've seen this year, bro. I think I'm genuinely more scared of this Bears team with Joe Flacco than I was Deshaun Watson. Browns. Did I say Bears? Bears, I meant Browns. I'm more scared of this Browns team with Joe Flacco at quarterback than I was with how Deshaun Watson looked. It's not even a question. Like, Joe Flacco, like, and I know to listeners that may sound crazy. Like, I realize that. He's just a better fit. Joe, like, Joe is playing really good, bro. Like, yes, he he did have a lot of interceptions in that game. But that was just a nasty play game from both teams. Yeah. And, like, they stepped up and made plays when they needed to. So, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, Joe Joe looks I, good. I don't – ever since Joe Flacco got there, they're throwing the ball, like, over 40 times a game. And I don't know why. I don't know if they've played a game where they've thrown the ball less than 40 times, actually. 
Oh, I don't, early like, in the year they were no, doing No, I'm saying Witcho. I'm saying yeah. Witcho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's been there three yeah. or four weeks now. Yeah, he, they, I, they've just been airing it out. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they can trust Joe Flacco if the play's not there downfield to just check it down. I think it has a lot yeah, to do with that. that of like Knowing you have a veteran guy in there that's not afraid to just take the check down and make that his running game. Yeah, so that could be that could be what it is. It's exactly why Josh Allen only threw it 15 times the other day. Sorry, go ahead. I'm totally playing. I'm totally playing. We're moving on. I'm totally playing. Next up, Buccaneers at Packers. Oh boy, Bucc- take, take the floor, Brandon. Buccaneers win 34 to 20. Lord have mercy. Why is Joe Barry still employed? <laughs> I do not know. Um, so after this game, there was a lot of skepticism on social media that Joe Barry was going to be fired today, which is Monday, that everybody, there was a bunch of rumors that he was going to be fired. And then Matt LaFleur came out in the post-game press conference and said, and said, it's not time for that right now. When is the time then? If, if now's not the time, when is the time? You just got demoralized by Baker Mayfield. Okay. Perfect passer rating. Perfect passer rating. Whatever Baker Mayfield wanted to do to you, he did to you. Okay? He made high throws in that game. He made some stupid throws, too. What? And they just... Uh, but even if you take out the dumb throws that ended up working out, I mean, everything was just given. I mean, Mike Evans, just on simple seam patterns, up the, up the hash marks, is running wide open in the end zone. He didn't even make a move. He literally just ran a straight line. What are we doing? Like, where? what kind of defense is that? I swear that Joe Barry, this is the exact reason why Jair Alexander has not been playing all year. Jair does not want to play in this system because Jair knows this system sucks. And he knows that in this system that he's not allowed to play actual corner. And he's going to be asked to back off and play some sort of passive 10 yards off his receiver, and a receiver is going to get unnecessary statistics against him, and it's going to look bad on him. Jair knows that. He's a smart guy. He's not going to play for that. He knows this guy's an idiot. We all know this guy's an idiot. I'm, Matt LaFleur knows this guy's an idiot. Why is he still hired? Why is, why is he on the team? He's so bad at his job, man. Look, the offense played good in this game. They didn't play perfect, but they played good enough to win a football game. Your defense has got to do better than that. Uh, I just, man, it's it's frustrating. I I, at this point, dude, I still have extreme hope for the Packers as far as the future goes. But I'm not gonna have hope as long as he's the defensive coordinator. Like we've got to get some. I've been saying this for two and a half years. I've been saying this about Joe Barry. I, I the whole time. He's he's not been good the whole time. He's been bad the whole. He's too passive. He's just. He, he's. You need to be more aggressive. You've. You've got to. You've got to do something else. And he just doesn't learn. It's just. It, it's ridiculous, man. It's so frustrating. Anyway, moving on. Jets at Dolphins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Dolphins went thirty to zero. The Dolphins pass rush did whatever the heck they wanted to do in this game. Uh, they just, basically they just acted like the Jets' offensive line wasn't there. Russell, oh, I said Russell Wilson. Zach Wilson was getting absolutely destroyed this from snap one all the way to the time that he went out. And when he went out, it is it said in parentheses because of a head injury, so it didn't say concussion. It didn't say anything like that. Honestly, some other people have had this skepticism, and I'm starting to feel the same way. Zach Wilson 
may not have actually been hurt. He may have just said, man, screw y'all. I'm not I'm not going to sit here back here and take this beating like this whenever you all don't even trust me to play anyway. Maybe he just was like, eh, you know what? I don't need to sit here and back here and take all these hits for absolutely no reason. So maybe, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think it's what he would do, but maybe, I mean, it's possible. Uh, props to the Dolphins' offense, though. I mean, even with... The pro- to do that against the Jets' defense, regardless how the Jets' offense is going, to score 30 on the Jets' defense is impressive. Like, it w- especially without Tyreek Hill, that's that's a good, that's a really good game. That's that's really impressive. So, I still don't think Waddle, uh, or not Waddle, I don't think too. I agree with you. I still don't think he's great, but he did better today. He did better I mean, in that game than I expected. He Mostert carried the That's load. true. I mean, they, he helped a lot. But anyway... That's you got anything you that, want to say about this game, Tanner? That Dolphins offensive line needs to get more respect than we're giving it to. They they did awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just it this, this is just too this is just the tale of two teams, pretty much. Like they are just a completely different team with Tyreek versus without Tyreek. Like I'm just this Dolphins team. But they put up thirty no, against the I'm, Jets defense without Tyreek Hill. But I, I just, I, I realize that, but I just not like I'm. Real, I just really don't think this Jets team is that good, bro. I, I just really don't. Whether think you think the team is good or not, their defense is at least. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, they've shut down every offense they've played this year, other than the Dolphins, and they've played some good offenses, really good offenses. Yeah. So I, with Tyreek, they probably would have put up fifty. It's possible. I mean, they they, probably, they possibly could have put up fifty in this yeah. game, but they let the foot off the pedal. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's anyway. The Dolphins are going to be a force to be reckoned with. The Dolphins better not slip up anymore in these next two games, though. If they lose one of these next two games and make that Week eighteen game decide the division between the Bills and the Dolphins, that will be wild. So they better. I don't. Who, let's see who the Dolphins play the next two weeks. Cowboys next. So they play the Cowboys next. Then they play the Cowboys and Ravens. You better not. The Dolphins better not lose one of those because then you got the Bills coming to town week eighteen, and that'll that would decide the division if the Bills didn't lose any games. Bills. So yeah, I hope I hope the Dolphins lose one of those two games because I want that week eighteen game between the Bills and Dolphins. I want that to be the one flexed to Sunday Night Football and it's standalone because if that if that's deciding the division, that game will be the one that's flexed, and that would be fantastic. That would be so good. Uh, so I'm rooting for that. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Giants at Saints. Saints win 24 to six. The uh, Tommy DeVito magic may have ended with this one. I don't know. Uh, he didn't didn't do great. Uh, Derek Carr played well. He also got his head taken off. Tommy DeVito did. Yeah. Did you not see that? You, you talking about the one that he flopped around and then he got taken out because he flopped around? Dude, he he got hit. He got no. popped. No, Tanner was watching. He didn't even get his head hit. Right? I mean, he, he, he got, got his head hit, but it wasn't hard. He the reason why he got taken out was because he flopped on the ground. And and I and I was telling Tanner live, I was like, they better make him come out for a concussion protocol. If he's gonna flop around like that, he better be coming out. He actually said that if he was an official, he would have thrown an unsportsmanlike penalty on Tommy. Yes, yeah, so I was like, if you're gonna, <laughs> I wish I could call a technical like I could have basketball. He's gonna flop on me like that. No way, bro. <laughs> I couldn't. He literally got hit, and it's like, 
oh, like just threw his and then he was threw mad his hands out. And then you get yeah, and then he got mad that he was getting pulled out of the game. So, yeah. dude, if you're gonna flop around like you got a concussion, you better not be upset when you get pulled out of the game for concussion like symptoms. You're you literally didn't have concussion like symptoms, but you flopped and acted like you did. So that's why you got pulled out of the game. So good riddance. Don't be an idiot. Don't do that. They every single player that ever flops and acts like that. They should all be taken out for like at least five plays for maybe like at least the rest of that drive, really, for a concussion like symptoms. Because if you're going to do that, that's what you deserve. So anyway, uh, Derek Carr really had a pretty good game um, without Chris Olave and Michael Thomas. I don't even know who he was throwing the ball to, but he did pretty good. Rashid Shaheed. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, the Saints are still... Competing there for that division too. I mean, the Buccaneers look like they may win it now, but the Saints are right there. Well, though, they got the same record, so and that that'll be an interesting finish to the season too. So the Saints are still Saints. Yeah, you're probably right. Next up, Texans at Titans. Texans win 19 to 16 in overtime. Uh, Will Levis had a really scary play in this game that looked like it could have been really bad, but he came out of it with just a sprained ankle, so it seems like he's going to be okay. Uh, the status for next week, I'm not really sure about, but as far as long term, he's okay. Uh, they should keep him out the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, you don't want to get him hurt behind the offense. To line. be honest, like I would be okay with that. But like I'm at I'm at this point. First off, I'm pissed at both of you guys. Put okay? Tannehill behind the line. No, I don't even want Tannehill. I want Malik behind. The line. Oh my god, <laughs> he wants that man to die. And no, no, because I know like if if we put Tannehill back here, we still have the Jackson uh, Jacksonville, which is terrible. We still well the defense is terrible, right. and then we still have to play the Texans again. So I feel like putting Ryan Tannehill in the game. We have a very minuscule chance. If we put Malik in, we have zero chance. Okay, we're not we're not winning with with Malik in the game. I don't. Okay? I don't. So know like, Malik could ever. Hold on, this is actually a serious question. I, so, how many games has Malik Will started in, in his career? Um, like four, five. Let's see, he started the he started the end of last year, about three or four games, and then. That's when we brought in Josh Dobbs at the end because right. Malik just did not look good. And he um, started like what two this year? No, he hasn't started any this he didn't start year. No, any? he didn't start any this year. He came in at the end of the Ravens game. I know he came in at the end of that Ravens game, but he started at least once after no, that. Am no, I crazy, didn't. Ben? No, he, he did started. Not. He the started first game because we were getting out. yeah, we were very upset that Will Levis was not the guy that game. Like, yeah. I am very confident about this. And then Will Levis, I have watched every Titans game this Malik year. Malik Willis started. Then Will Levis came in because Malik Willis was playing bad. Or maybe Malik no, Willis... No, the first time Will Levis touched the field was against the Falcons. That's the first time Malik Willis had started and touched yeah, the field. So, so, ta- so Tanner's right. The Ravens game was the week before the Falcons game. Yeah. Oh, there was a Ravens game, and then there was a bye week, and then the Falcons game. Yeah. So... So yeah, I, I Malik, guess Malik Willis Malik has start. not started this year. So anyway, um, he just that we start we went straight to Will because of how he looked and his dumb decision making in the Ravens game. Like it's yeah, it was Malik is just Malik is just not the guy. So that's another. Let me that's ask you this about Malik Willis: Has any game that he's ever played in been a win in the NFL? I, I don't. Like I don't know if he's ever. No, I don't. I, honest, I think they've I lost think every not. game. Pre-season. No, because we no, uh, not in kind of increase. No, legitimately, I do not think he's won an entire a single game we play, unless it was the year 
Unless it was the year before. Because this is Malik's third season or something. I think it's just a second. Technically, he played against the Falcons. Technically. <laughs> Don't <laughs> remind me about that. He tried to lose the game. Will Levis just said no. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. the Falcons still lost because of Desmond. And then, yeah, it is his second season because we took him um, third round. Yeah, we took him yeah. third round. So, yeah, um, no, we he has not because we lost our last seven games to close out the season last year. God. We lost our last seven games to close out the season Brutal. last year. And, um, yeah, like, that was, yeah, yeah. But I'm more pissed at both of you guys, okay? And I'm look, pissed at both of you. Look, dude. Because I literally had given up on this season and was in tank mode. And I let you guys get in my head after that Dolphins game. It was like, you guys can legitimately make the playoffs, hey, bro. Y'all can legitimately make the playoffs. I never said. And I said, and I quote, I'm going to wait till after the Texans game. I, and I let you guys talk me into never, getting excited about the possibility look, of a playoff. I push. don't understand why I'm getting looked into this. I kept my mouth shut. Look, Tanner, and, I, I, and no. I never said the Titans were going to make the playoffs. I just said that there was a window well, open for them. All right? they And I said they could seize the opportunity. They have they have the Texans twice, which that's a bad Texans team. It's basically a JV Texans team, which is true because everybody's injured. They have Seahawks, which are not a good team. Then they have to face Jacksonville, which they have the worst defense in the entire NFL. So Tanner, it's very possible the Titans can end up winning out and make the playoffs. It's very possible. I still and I let you all get into my uh, freaking head. I still stand. I still stand by all that. I stand. The Texans are a terrible football. But coming back, coming back down. Two, two takeaways. I ha- well, okay, I have three takeaways from this game, okay? My first takeaway, and probably the biggest takeaway, is this was actually probably a blessing in disguise for us to lose this game, okay? okay? That way, we can, pre- like, we pretty much know there's no playoff aspirations. There's three days left, okay? Three days? Or three, three <laughs> week- there's three weeks left, okay? Right. Sit Will Levis out. We've already seen enough from him. We know he's the franchise guy. Put Malik in so we know there's not a chance in hell we win Look, any of the last three games. I think okay. that is a good idea, but Will Levis is the kind of guy that's not going to allow that. I, I, don't, I, I don't think he would want that, but that's the best thing for the I team. I agree with that. But because if we legitimately... What good is it going to do us if we win another game this year? Not nothing. It's it's nothing, man. Like we are literally fighting for nothing. The only positive game. thing you can get from this is more. Here, here's one. Here's one. Here, let me let me let me make this pitch to you, okay? Why that? Maybe not this week. Maybe his maybe his sprained ankle has him out this week. But the last two weeks of the season, if he could build some kind of chemistry with Traylon Burks, I felt like that would be worth it. I don't want to see Traylon Burks tight next year. I'm sorry. Do you not want to see Trey played well in this game? He had two catches, and it was on the exact same route. Both see, catches, but, that, but that's all it was need. on the exact same route. Look, bro. that's all you need from him, though. Like, dude, he, look, I, we, I agree with you at this point. He's not ever going to be a number one receiver, but you still can get productivity. From I him. would rather have Chris Moore over Traylon Burks. I don't. Chris think Moore has proven so much more. I don't than think Traylon that's crazy. That, that's a reason. I would rather have Nick Westbrook Akine over Traylon. Those Burks. those weren't crazy takes. Those are reasonable. Especially the Chris Moore one, but what Traylon Burks provides you is that vertical deep threat that opens some of that other stuff up. 
When is the last time we've seen that, though? Burks isn't... Answer me that, the, the play When that, is the last time... The play time? that he got his concussion on was a good play by Traylon Burks. That like, was just... that The pass wasn't where, the pass wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. Okay? But, but that opens up an entirely different argument. The fact of how injury-prone this guy that's is. That's true. Okay, like... But look, okay, so like I agree with you. You shouldn't plan on him being a massive part of your offense, but saying he's not on the team next year is a whole different look. You've got him on a rookie contract. There's no reason not to have him on the team. Next maybe, year. Keep, maybe keep him, but he he should be, he, and I'm dead serious about this, he should no, be nowhere near the second option. He's the third option by far. I don't think that's crazy. He is the third, and I can break it. I like. I, I can here, break my thoughts I, down on all this on another episode. I, I personally I, think he's the fourth option. He needs to be the third or the fourth. I think Okonkwo is above yeah. him. What happened to Okonkwo, by the way? I know he got hurt. Like his back. It was his back. I don't know. I haven't seen I anything think released. He's about okay. Actually, I think it was just a pointer. You know what's weird? After like that, after down. that. After that injury, the offense never had flow again at all. The rest of Chica Conquo was a bit. I mean, of course, when I release him in fantasy, <laughs> he starts producing in fantasy. <laughs> but no, my hey, second, I've seen a lot of rumors that Brock Bowers to the Titans may be a possibility. If he drops uh, to the Titans, I, I could the no, Titans. No, no, you don't no, love him. He's t- no, no. If I n- legitimately no, and I'm being dead serious what is when going I say on this. right here. Brock Bowers is going in the first round. Okay. Well, yeah. Brock Bowers is going in the first round. If we pass up on a left tackle to take Brock Bowers, I will be irate. I won't blame. I you. will be irate. Here's if the thing. We do that. I won't blame you. I would rather them take a receiver than so, take Brock Bowers. So the Titans, do they have multiple second round picks this year? Uh, I feel like they have an extra second. Uh, here's the thing. I don't. I don't know off the top of my. What head. if the Titans pack together a deal with two second round picks? And like a Derrick Henry or somebody for a first round pick, and they get Brock Bowers and a left tackle. Like I feel like that's a reasonable thing to do. I, I don't honestly. I don't want Brock Bowers. I, I would. I feel like he would fit so well in that offense, though. I I, I don't understand your obsession with wanting Marvin Harrison and not wanting Brock Bowers. Brock, Brock Bowers. That, that is too. Marvin Harrison is so much more a weapon than Brock Bowers. No, I think you're not crazy for that take, no, dude. No, bro, I would, I would much rather have Marvin Harrison Jr. over Brock Bowers, dude. Because you've even dude. said yourself, dude, you're not gonna get like legitimate like prime tight ends for at least four to seven dude. years after you draft him. Yeah, Mar- so true. what good at this point? Look, you're I, not building for next year anyway. Tim. No, I no, I, I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying that. I'm. I'm not saying we're building okay, for next Sam year. Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, Michael Mayer. That they're all doing good this year. Tucker Craft and Brock and Bowers is a we don't so we much do better. Not need- I'm sorry. With how this dude, team looks, hold on. A tight end is the last thing that the Titans need. I'm sorry, bro. Martin I would. Harrison? I would much rather us take. I would much rather t- us take. A left tackle needs to be by far a first. Like. Dude. I would rather us take a receiver than a tight end. I, I don't disagree with because you with the left tackle Chick, thing. Like, but Chick, Brock Bowers is a people different People think I'm crazy for this. Marvin Harrison isn't even the best receiver coming out of the draft. I agree with you. Malik Neighbors or uh, the dude from Florida State. The dude from Florida State. Coleman, is, Keon Coleman. Yeah, Keon yeah. Coleman. I think Neighbors is better, but Keon Coleman I is I think good. Keon Coleman is the best, for uh, sure. But anyway, so I think you're sleeping on Brock Bowers, bro. We're going to have some interesting conversations when it gets close to the NFL draft. 
I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. Bro, so. Dynasty's about to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is the fun year. And I traded my freaking first round pick away. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Yeah. I but, haven't. Yeah, it's okay. I don't need receivers anyway. We're good. You need running backs. No, I don't. <laughs> I've, got, I've got James Cook, bro. I'm nice. good. But I, I've got all the rookie running backs. The, tit- the Titans just. This was, and my last point before we move on, this was the perfect definition of a Titans game. Yeah. It's the games that nobody thinks we're going to win that we win. But it's the games that nobody thinks. It's the game that we should win that we lose. Yeah. The fact that you all lost to the Tech, like that's, I can't believe it. This play calling, though, I'm not ta- look. I'm not taking Tim Kelly. Off. I'm I'm not taking t- um, Tim Kelly off the hook here, and Mike Vrabel. I'm not taking them off the hook, okay? Because how many times do you need to run Derrick Henry up the middle? on first down, and get negative yards or one yard or two yards before you realize, hey, maybe we should do something else. I legitimately think the entire second half, Derrick Henry should not have stepped foot on the field. Like, unless you were, like, inside the five-yard line, like, on the goal line, I don't think he should have stepped foot on the field. I may blow your mind with this take. I'm not sold on Derrick Henry being a Titan next year. I'm sorry. He's not going to be on Titans. I'm not. I'm not sold him. He doesn't fit the way this team is building for the future. He just doesn't fit in on the roster. He's not going to be a Tennessee. Tajay Spears is more of a weapon than Derrick Henry is at this point. Yes, for sure. I agree with that. Anyway, let's move on. Do I? I have Tajay Spears in Dynasty too. Do you? I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm good. I'll trade you. No, I'm good. You sure? I mean, maybe it depends on what you offer me. If you give me a first round pick, maybe. You know who Brandon (laughs) does need though. Exactly. He needs Brock Bowers, but you know he's not going to get Brock Bowers. I've got so many young tight ends. I just gonna have. I'm going to keep having hope that one of them turns out to be great. You know who I don't need? Brock Bowers. You know who I'm probably going to end up drafting? Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> you know all those tight ends that I listed that are all really good young rookies. I have all of them. Uh, all right. Next, moving on. Another team that needs, well, both of these teams would really need to draft a receiver in next year's draft. Chiefs at Patriots. Uh, Chiefs win 27 to 17. Oh boy. We got uh, another Kadarius Tony shenanigans moment. I mean, good grief, Kadarius. I love this dude. He's awesome. How is it every single game, bro? Kadarius Tony has taken over. How is it every single game? I mean, this one may have been his worst drop he's had all season. I mean, just a short eight, like seven, eight yard route. Right I don't know. The, the first one the first at the beginning bad. of the season with the pick six. With the this lane. one's directly. This one was just as bad. Yeah, yeah it's just bad. it was just as bad. Just perfect throw right in the bread basket. Just basically hands it to the defender. Dude, did you see how and pissed off Travis Kelsey was? I didn't see Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was the m- most mad out of anybody. He was. Is, and Travis Kelsey Pat, had a couple drops Pat, in this game, too. Pat slammed his helmet, dude. He slammed yeah. his helmet. Patrick Mahomes finally showed, like, anger toward Kadarius. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and, and I, I get it, okay? Like, we we, ta- we talked about this last Monday. Like, Travis, or not Travis, Pat being a good teammate. Right. Dude, every si- there has to be a point where this man just blows up yeah. on Kadarius. Like, I, I hope, dude, I he hope gets just behind the scenes. Because that that would be the best teammate thing to do is to blow up on him, but not while the cameras are on you. Yeah. That that would be the best thing to do. So I hope that that, for Patrick Mahomes' sake and Kadarius, I hope that that's already happened because it, it needs to have happened. It, it But you don't want to do it in front of cameras. 
Uh, but I don't know. And by the way, this that was a crucial point in this game. I can't ex- remember exactly what the situation was. Wait, oh, but, no, no, but it, it, it gave. It was like a ten point game no, with like ten minutes left. It was left. more than that. It was more than that. They they the still game, had a double digit lead after the that. game ended by ten points. Tanner. Yeah, that was after the touchdown. So it made it a ten point game. You were saying at the time, or are you saying the time of the interception? I'm talking about the interception. Yeah, the interception. It was a it was a close enough game that it may have made a difference. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought you were saying that made it a one possession game. No, because they didn't score a touchdown on they it. They did. Yes, they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Unless I'm thinking about unless I'm thinking about another game, it wasn't. But I'm pretty sure they drove down and scored a touchdown off that off that interception. It's possible because I'm pretty sure that's what made it 27 to 17. If I remember, I may be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was 27. I wish I could see when this interception was, but I I can't. It's not letting me see it. But anyway, I. Oh, okay. So okay, I I think I may have figured something out here. Let's see here. What? Third quarter, fourth quarter. Oh, interception. It's not telling me what time. Okay, so the interception. Okay, so the the Patriots did score a touchdown. After that, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's what made it 27 to 17. Yes, that made it a 10 point game yeah. with eight and a half minutes to go. Yeah. So it did make it possible for the Patriots to come back mm-hmm. into the game. So, like, I, anyway, regardless, Kadarius Tony, bro, how is it every single game, man, that something like this is happening? I, I just, I've never seen a player so consistently. Making just awful screw ups every single game. It's and mental the, at this point. It's dude crazy. Legitimately, might have the worst hands in the NFL. I just think it's mental and at this point. It, it's really sad because the dude is an elite route runner. He can get open on every single route, but he can't catch the ball, so it doesn't matter. It it literally um after his drop like two weeks ago, they showed a clip from his combine. And they were like, little did we know how accurate of a representation this would be for Kadarius Tony's career. He ran like a 15-yard double move where like he cut in and cut back out, just left the dude completely in the dust, dropped running off. all alone, and then just dropped it. Like, just straight. Hey, by the way, I'm going to bring this up too. Just a reminder of how bad of a coach and just general NFL coach Urban Meyer was whenever he was the Jaguars head coach that first year. He was really wanting Kadarius Tony, and he was very upset when he wasn't able to get him and had to settle for Travis Etienne. That's like that's that's how that's how bad Urban Meyer was. So where where is he now? He's not coaching anywhere no, in college, right? No, I he's just chilling. He's made enough so. money now that he. I didn't chill. think he was. I just wasn't one hundred percent sure. All right. Uh, next up, we've got the 49ers at Cardinals. Um. 49ers went 45 to 29. We gotta give some props to the Cardinals here. The Cardinals fought hard for them. So the, the I mean the Cardinals I felt like that they, they gave as much of an effort as they possibly could have. So but the 49ers are just too good. 49ers are just you just can't beat them, bro. You just can't do it. It doesn't matter how, how hard you fight, how Good you play. They're just better. Christian McCaffrey went ballistic yeah. in this game. Christian McCaffrey. If you get if you fantasy owner with that guy in the playoffs, congratulations. You won. Yeah. So 
If you're a fantasy player with him and you're not in the playoffs, you're just bad at football, which is which is me. <laughs> you had it. You had Christian McCaffrey. That's, that's just embarrassing, Ben. Yeah. I literally my record. Did you have him in the in the primary league? No. Oh, in, okay. In Dad's league. Okay, got it. I literally went nine and seventeen with Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty bad. Yeah. This year was a really weird year, though, in fantasy. Um, other than the Christian McCaffrey thing, not much to say for the 49ers. To be honest, uh, you've heard it all from us before. They're just a really good team. Let's just move on. The Commanders at Rams. The Rams win 28-20. to The Commanders apparently benched Sam Howell like, in the fourth quarter of this game. I don't fully understand why. I mean, Sam Howell wasn't having his best game ever, but it also didn't seem like he was the reason they were losing. Coaches are just... He also threw a, like a bomb touchdown to Terry McLaurin, and then got, like, benched the very next drive. I, I, I it was, the, the timing on all that was very strange to me. I don't know what was going on. I, that was very odd. But, I don't know. All I know is that the head coach is being fired next year, and the offensive coordinator is going to be the new head coach. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be awful. I don't think it's going to be great, but hopefully it will be good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they hire Joe Brady from the from the Bills offensive coordinator for their for their OC. No, for their head coach. If they hire a head coach, it's what's his name that came over from the Chiefs because he is their the offensive enemy? coordinator right now. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy is going to be the head coach if they fire their current head coach, which is going to happen. Eric Bieniemy is going to be the head coach of the Commanders next year. I don't. That's going to happen. Why do you feel so confident about that? I, because I everyone was so open, irate that he already doesn't have a head coaching job in the first place because he's been coaching the Chiefs offense for all these years, even though it's Andy Reid. Yeah, and then he but, came to the Commanders this year, and their their offense has looked good, which I think is just all the talent. They some have, of the weeks they have, but like the pet against the Cowboys, the Dol- like they scored ten against the Cowboys, fifteen against the Dolphins, twenty against the Rams. I, I'm not. I don't I, know. I've seen Belichick. I'm saying they're going to blame it on how awful the defense is and how bad the head coach is. Yeah, I understand and, that, and, but I feel like the own the new. Because the owner of the Commanders is a relatively new owner. I think he's just going to clean house. I think he's just going to start over, which is what he I should would. do. I, th- I, th- I think he's just going to start over. I don't think he's going to. Uh, that There's too many good players on that team to waste them right now, dude. They need to get somebody that knows what they're doing in there. Uh, moving on. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Ravens at Jaguars. Uh, Ravens went 23-7. Another just ugly game. Yeah, Jaguars' defense is just... I, I can't believe how bad I, I don't remember them being this bad early in the season, but these past few weeks they're just really bad. Uh Trevor Lawrence continues to just get hurt every game. <laughs> uh he didn't get hurt in this game. He did. He left with a head injury and concussion, I'm pretty sure. Well he was being evaluated for concussion today, but he played the entire game. He did not miss a single yeah. play. So by the way, yeah, he, he he continues to miss some like open dudes. Like when I say miss, I'm not saying he missed the throw. I'm saying he didn't throw it to them. Like, he didn't see them. Like, he's throwing it to people that are covered whenever he's got wide open people running other routes. But here, at the end of this game, by the way, the score is a little strange here because it's 23-7, to which sounds like a whole lot of points. But in reality, it's two possessions. And with 
with like three minutes to go in this game, Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown. And the back judge called it incomplete for whatever reason. And then on review, it was clear that it was a touchdown. I can't remember who the receiver was. But it was clear that his knee was down in balance and he had possession. It was a touchdown. And even after review, they said incomplete. And that was a that was like a third down play. Anyway, and even like the little referee commentator dude was saying that, hey, I don't know what these review officials are looking at. They just straight up got this play wrong. He's like, I understand what they're saying with the inconclusive evidence. He's like, I just completely disagree, which I completely agree with that guy. That was just the wrong call. And it really hurt me for fantasy purposes because I needed that touchdown. But also, it was just a straight-up touchdown. It was. And they screwed him over. So, I, I don't under, I That was a bad call. But they were probably going to lose anyway. Um, but, anyway, Ravens win again. I'm still not impressed. I, I did. They keep stacking up all these wins that are just not impressive. I don't know how it keeps happening, but it just it does. Literally every team they beat just is bad. It's yeah, just... I don't know. The Ravens do play against a couple of good teams at the end, don't they? I mean, their their best players will get hurt in the well, games. Not really. They play the 49ers this week, so there's that. But then well, they, Christian McCaffrey is good as gone. He's going to get hurt. Here's the thing. They play the Dolphins the week after that, which people are going to act like the Dolphins are a really good team. But in reality, the Dolphins really aren't a really good team. And then they play the Steelers at the very end, who we all know the Steelers aren't a really good team. Kenny Pickett will be back for that game. So the Steelers will win. And it'll cause them to have a winning record on the season. Stop it. That's what's going to happen. They're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Kenny Pickett's going to come back. And they're going to beat the Ravens to keep them from being the number one. Honestly, that wouldn't, su- that wouldn't surprise me, though, because that would lengthen Mike Tomlin's streak. Yeah. Like, no, I no. don't think he, Mike Tomlin's did. He didn't get a winning record last year. I'm pretty sure he I did. think he went 8-9 and nine last year. No, he had a winning record. I'm pretty sure he had a winning record last we gotta year. we got to look this up. I, gotta, yeah, I, I, I legitimately don't think he's had a losing I'm season. I'm pretty sure it ended last year because I haven't heard anything about it this year, and we would have been hearing about it nonstop. For sure. So, uh, um, Steelers right. 2022 uh, record. I don't think so. Not an eight. Where are you seeing that at? Right. I'm looking at the same thing you... Okay, I see it now. Huh. Nine and eight. Okay. Not an eight. Well. Mike Tomlin's just that guy, bro. So, they need to win. They, they, they're benching... Um, What's his name? Finally, Mitch Trubisky. They're putting in look, uh, look, Mason Rudolph. Mason Start Rudolph. Nathan Peterman. You're going to the Super Bowl. So the, the, the last three games are Bengals. That, right. That was the correct response to Bengals. That. <laughs> Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. They need to win two of those games to have a winning record. There's one man that can save this or the Jets season, and that's Tom Brady. Come back, Brady. It's mathematically impossible for him to save the Jets season, though. Yes, it is impossible. Tom Brady could do it, though. <laughs> I think Tom he, Brady could do it, guys. He wouldn't do that for the simple fact that if he came back, that means that he would ruin his stat of his team never, or him never taking a snap with him, his team eliminated from playoff. That is such a crazy stat. That is though. an insane That stat. is an insane stat. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> Dude never took a single snap where his team was eliminated from playoff contention. That's crazy, dude. Sounds like you're in a bunch of weak divisions, if you ask me. Uh, oh, my God. Move on. <laughs> All right. 
So we're, we're done with the NFL stuff other than Monday Night Football. We'll come back to that in a second. Uh, I do want to talk about one crazy bowl game that happened today during the day. Western Kentucky was playing its Old Dominion in a nasty weather game. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, Old Dominion was winning, listen to this, 35-14 to 14 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. 35-14. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to tie the game, send it to overtime, and Western Kentucky wins the game in overtime. That's what I'm talking about, bro. I mean, that's crazy. That's, that's some Vikings Colts material right there, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's some Vikings Colts material. That's wild stuff. So, Vikings Colts. Congratulations, Western Kentucky. You don't remember that game last year? Oh, yeah. Okay. Where the Vikings came back and won the game? Yeah. They had like a 30. What was the score? Like 33? I was just confused what you yeah. mean. I thought, I thought you were trying to talk about uh, the Vikings Bengals game this week. No. No. You were talking about the Vikings Colts. Yeah, I get it. Last year. Uh, some some interesting college basketball scores over the weekend. I'm just going to run down in order, by the way, they happened. Uh, LSU at Texas. LSU gave them a game. LSU's record now, by the way, is 6-5. and five. That is just atrocious. But Texas wins the game 96-85. to 85. Texas is number 19. They're now 8-2. Solid team. Uh, next was Kansas at Indiana. Indiana's unranked. Kansas is number two in the country. Indiana was winning this entire game. The whole game. And with three minutes to go, they were winning by seven. They end up losing 75-71. So that's just that's the way it goes. Indiana against Kentucky. Or not Kentucky, against Kansas. Uh, Kansas is good, but I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're the second best team in the country. But anyway, because Indiana's not that good. But Indiana should have won the game. This was a shocking score here. Michigan State was 4-5 and five this season. Has just been losing against every team they play. They played against Baylor. Baylor was undefeated, the number six team in the country. Michigan State won 88-64. to 64, And that, that, that score is closer than what the, way the game was. At halftime, Michigan State was winning 44-14, to 14, I'm pretty sure was what the score was. In a men's game? Yeah, at halftime. 44-14. to 14. Holy cow. That's insane. Ridiculous. I mean, they just... Absolutely annihilated Baylor. That, that I mean, that was the most shocking score by far. That was crazy. There was some personal vendetta out there. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, number four, Houston stays undefeated by beating Texas A&M 70-66. Unranked Memphis had Cle- uh, undefeated Clemson coming to town. Clemson was number 13. Uh, Memphis wins barn burner 79-77. So Memphis is 8-2 now. They're probably going to be ranked under Penny Hardaway. Memphis having quietly having a good season. Uh, he probably paid all those players. Yeah, probably, but who cares? Everybody gets paid now. Uh, next up, number one at number one Arizona at number three Purdue. Purdue wins the game ninety-two to eighty-four. This game was closer than the score indicates, but Purdue was seemed like they were always going to win the game. To be honest, but it, Arizona did have a chance. The score is a little further apart than what it what the game actually played like. The game that I'm most excited about, number 14, Kentucky, against number 9, North Carolina, in Atlanta, in a neutral site. Kentucky wins 87-83. This game was a lot of fun. Both teams played out of their minds. This felt like a March Madness-style game. Both teams just had players that just couldn't be stopped. Um, North Carolina, it was one player. It was R.J. Davis. It was just 
literally sprint up the floor and just pull up a three pointer while still moving forward. Like just I'm just draining them. Just one of those kind of shots where I just put my hands up in the air and I'm like, dude, I mean, I don't there's nothing I can be upset about here. I just don't know I don't know how he keeps making these shots. He just keeps making them. And Kentucky kept making a lot of big time shots too, but it wasn't from one player. It was like from seven different players. It was just different guys just making big shots at different times. And all these freshmen at the end of the game all stepped up and had big moments. The newest freshman, the one that's been played three games, Aaron Bradshaw, our seven footer, who's not played all year and is we assume is a bad free throw shooter, stepped up at the end of the game and made a free throw to clinch the game at the end to win by four. But anyway, it was that was a lot of fun. I have a lot of hope for this Kentucky team. They're a black if you haven't got to watch them this year, whether you like Kentucky or not. They're fun. They're like you will be entertained by this team, whether you what hate Kentucky, love Kentucky, you don't care about Kentucky. They're entertaining. Watch them. They're, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, next up, Alabama at Creighton. Creighton was number eight. Alabama unranked. Alabama was winning the whole game and gave it up at the end. So, Alabama's kind of been a disappointment this year. Yeah, they've struggled, dude. They've been a they have struggled. And here's the thing: they're not alone in the SEC. Mm-hmm. The entire SEC has disappointed. Like. Nobody has done well. Yeah. The whole SEC is really hurting themselves right now when the in non-conference play. And really non-conference play is basically over now. So they don't really get any more opportunities to prove themselves. Yeah. Like it was it was a bad performance this this non-conference season by the SEC. Not good at all. Alabama was underwhelming, Tennessee underwhelming. Kentucky's about Probably what people thought. They lost to Kansas. They beat North Carolina. I feel like Tennessee may be the biggest shock. At least to me. To me. Tennessee's lost three games. They lost to Kansas, Mm -hmm. Purdue, and Marquette. I mean, that's... I understand. I understand it, but, like, I'm saying... Did you watch the Tennessee... Sorry. sorry, Did you watch the Tennessee... Not Purdue. They lost to Kansas. uh, They lost to Purdue. I don't think they played Purdue in that tournament. Kansas, Marquette, and North Carolina. No, they played they play Purdue. I would say Buffalo Wild Wings watching the game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they played Purdue. So they have th- their losses then. Did they not? So early in the season, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Kansas. They lost to North Carolina three games in a row. That was it. Yeah. I guess they, they didn't play Marquette. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, did. they lost to Purdue. Yeah. Number two Purdue at the time. Number one Kansas. And number 17 North Carolina. I think Purdue lost to Marquette after. That's, no, Purdue beat Marquette. Kansas lost to Marquette. Okay. But anyway, so, yeah, those are three respectable losses. I, I, I think it's there. just because of, like, hearing, like, all the, ten, like, how dominant this Tennessee basketball team is going to be. I didn't see them being three loss at the end of conference. Because, like, every Tennessee fan that I was talking to, because I, look, I don't follow Tennessee basketball. Stop, stop believing what Tennessee fans tell you. <laughs> that <laughs> probably, that's probably my fir- the first thing I need to do. But, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't follow Tennessee basketball whatsoever. Like, I do not follow it. Right. And everybody was talking like Tennessee was one of the best teams in the entire NCAA. So, so I, I didn't hear anybody talking about Tennessee like that. I, I, people thought Tennessee was going to be good, but I don't think anybody thought like Tennessee national champion. Come and bartend with me one day. Bro. Well, dude, it's because you're at a bar. They're <laughs> they're drinking. You get Tennessee Tennessee fans are bad without alcohol in them. You put alcohol they're miserable in them. with alcohol, bro. Just 
Look, I'm, I'm, if I can get you a job bartending and you bar back me next no. Tennessee football season, would you do it? No. You would have to pay me so much money, dude. I will split everything we make no. if you will bar back me it's not literally enough. next football season. It's bro. not enough. It is the most miserable experience you will ever have in your life. Yeah, that sounds like, It's, yes, like Tennessee fans. You would have to pay me, at, and this is maybe possible on a good night, but you would have to give me at least two hundred and fifty dollars in one night for me to do that. At least, at least two fifty. Dude, the game is three hours, bro. I don't care. Oh my Two fifty is what it would take. I'm, I'm telling you, that's it. Brandon if, hates Tennessee fans that much. Anything below that, I'm not doing it. Nope. No, not gonna happen. Dang. So I, I, I can't stand Tennessee fans. Tennessee fans are just. Here's the thing. I like. There's a lot of Tennessee fans that I enjoy being around whenever Tennessee sports are not involved. I'm not saying all Tennessee fans are bad. There's some like I, there's some Tennessee fans I've talked to that are like that are super super cool. Like, I, I, and we have legitimately good conversations. I actually like Tennessee. I'm glad when Tennessee does good. Other than the fact that it means that I have to listen to other Tennessee fans, like. I legitimately have to root against Tennessee because of Tennessee fans. Yes. And I want to root for Tennessee, but Tennessee fans won't allow me to. Like, I just can't. That's very well put. Yeah, yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah. yeah. And what you were saying about some Tennessee fans actually being reasonable, I've not met them. I, I, there, there's there's not, some Tennessee fans that I genuinely like them as a human being, but when it comes to Tennessee sports, they're completely unreasonable mm-hmm. every time. I, I, it's crazy, yeah. man. I mean, I've talked, I've talked to a couple, and they're ask Brandon how he feels cool. about the Packers. How he feels about the Packers? I, I have been very clear that the Packers have a great offense and a terrible defense. What is unreasonable about that? I think he's still. Are they a playoff team, man? I mean, ask Brandon. Are the Packers a playoff? It depends ask, on how they do. I want to. I want to ask you: Are the Packers a playoff team? I still think you said they could lose. What the, was it? The last three out of four? No, games? he said three out of five, which is very. They would need to lose one more, which is very possible. The, I mean, he the Lions on the head, bro. The Lions are going to be the only team in that division to finish with a winning record. I said at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but we also I want to point out at the beginning of the season that I said that Packers were going to finish either eight and nine or nine and eight, and Ben thought I was insane, which is they're going well, to so finish with the losing record. If Kirk no, Cousins, you said eight, I said you don't think they're even going to get eight and nine, and you said no, they won't be eight and nine because I said they would at least match what they did with Aaron Rodgers yeah, last year, and you said right. no, they won't, and I said yeah, they will. I mean, they've had pretty easy games. If Kirk it Cousins, means the Chiefs and the Lions. I mean. Kirk Cousins doesn't tear his Achilles. Stop. They it. may win. No, no, they <laughs> they were terrible with Kirk. They may be winning the division. Bro. They no. literally went on the win I, tru- I trust Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I trust Kirk Cousins. I literally Cousins. Also, and where is Josh Dobbs now? Just checking, guys. I don't, I don't know. Third straight quarterback. I don't know why that happened. By the way, Josh Dobbs it, was not because doing that. he threw a pass and sent Justin Jefferson to the hospital, and they were like, "Oh my God, third string quarterback." Justin Jefferson made a call and was like, "Yo, we gotta bench this guy." Yeah, come on, bro. I'm not <laughs> trying to put my life on the line. Like, <laughs> Dobbs definitely should still be the starting quarterback for that. I agree. Month, but yeah, I agree. It's the like. Desmond Ritter should not be the starting quarterback for the Falcons, but he is. And Joshua Dobbs should be the starting quarterback for the Vikings. No. Who is the worst quarterback Desmond in the Ritter. NFL right now? Right now? Right now. Des- I agree. Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Desmond Ritter is the worst. He only says that because Sean Watts is not playing anymore. Yeah. 
right now, it's, it's Desmond Ritter. Yeah. I mean, he really had, like, I was not as down on Desmond Ritter as you were, like, early in the year. But, I mean, he just has done nothing but perform awfully every game, dude. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's... It's been bad. It's just terrible. Also... I saw not not sh- not. I'm definitely not throwing shots at the Packers when I say this. Like I'm not. But I saw a stat the other day that was really interesting to me, and I'm pretty sure it said the Packers are winless when teams have scored or when. Well, what was the stat? The Packers are winless when. What a throwing catch! That was a very nice catch. When they have yet to let's see. But what are you trying to say? Brad? It's. I'm pretty sure if I remember, it's they're winless when. They don't score at least twenty two points. Like any game, so basically saying like, well, yeah, I mean that's I took that's, that that's, to say their offense just like that's definitely true. But the thing is, is like that's not far fetched from from pretty much any team. Like if you're not scoring twenty two points, you're probably not winning the game. Like that's so. But the fact that they don't have any, uh, I don't know if that was talking about just this season or if it was like the past three seasons. Nah, but, this, this is this year. Oh my gosh. But I can't. So anyway, uh, that that sounds about right to me. DK has just had two crazy catches in a row. That sounds about right. but And, and, and it's not shocking at all because the, the defense is just, the That's defense, catch, bro. the defense is just not going to be able to do anything, man. It's just bad. I Anyway. I, so, I have is that I I have I still have a lot of faith in Jordan Love. I can think we stop Jordan, talking about the Packers? What Ben? We, we can. It, it's just, literally a game-winning drive with a minute left. Yeah, and there's going to be DK has else. made two great catches in a row. We'll get. There. Is there still a 10-second runoff after? Um, well, I, there was before, but this season they've not been doing that. They've not they've not been doing that this year. So uh, I probably not. Because if there is, that really hurts the Seahawks. But if it not necessarily, not. I think it would still help them because more than ten seconds were going to come off the clock anyway. Eh. You weren't going to be able to snap it that soon anyway. So it may have even with a ten second runoff, it might help the offense. But they've not been doing that this year, so probably not. So anyway. All right, we'll just do. Do they have any? They do have one timeout left, so we'll hold off on the live reaction for now because there's just going to be too much live time to be passing by until then. But it's not a good pass from Drew Luck. Oh, by the way, this is what's going on right now, boys. You all may be snowed in here. I don't know. It's all right it's because I'm I'm working in Hampton tomorrow at seven thirty in the morning. So regardless of how much it snows, yeah, you got no, it's you got snow. a real it's drive snow. car. I got front wheel drive. Oh, front wheel. Okay. But it's still only a two-wheel, and it weighs nothing. So it's just, yeah. So it's snowing right now, and it's supposed to be mid-50s, high to mid-50s all week next week. Yeah, that's that's what Tennessee is this like. Dude, Tennessee weather is stupid. Yeah. that I thought that was picked. I thought it should have been caught. I also, don't. is Geno hurt, or are they just like no. Drew Locke's playing? They, they Drew Locke, or uh, uh, Geno Smith is active today. They just made Drew Locke the starter today, which is reasonable to me because they're like, look, these past la- these last few games, we're going to give Drew Locke a le- the three game opportunity to prove to us that he can play for us next year, and if not, we're drafting a quarterback. I think that's a reasonable thing to do. So, because they want paid Geno like they paid they him, but him they, did, they did they did. They paid Not him. Not a big contract. They paid him, but they didn't pay him franchise. Quarterback I think it was like money. a two or three year. Extension. Yeah, it wasn't franchise quarterback money. But anyway, I it it, it was a re, it's a reasonable thing for the Seahawks to do. Wow. 
That was literally oh, just throw the ball to DK. Deep? Whoa, whoa, that referee just screwed up. His knee was down in bounds 100%. Yeah, I cannot believe he called that out of bounds. 100%. Oh, they're fixing it. But they say they did save the Seahawks like six or seven seconds right there. That was a big mistake. Holy cow. D- DK Metcalf just looks unstoppable on this drive. That was literally just throw the ball up to DK. That's literally what they just went in the backfield and played throw and catch. Yeah. That's what happened. That was, he's made three ridiculous I, catches. Honestly, that wasn't even that insane of a catch. Drew Locke actually placed that ball perfectly, too. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Drew Locke's, Drew Locke's better than people think he is, He man. put that ball straight in between the safety and the corner. That was literally the like the only spot that that ball was being complete. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's a solid little quarterback. I know that Gabe, whenever you talk to Gabe about him, because he used to be a Bronco, Gabe really likes Drew Locke. I mean, Gabe kind of wishes they still had Drew Locke. So, yeah, they'd probably be in a better position right now. Probably. Eh, Russell wasn't. Well, they would have had two more first-round picks to draft with. So, would have helped a lot. I actually can't wait until the – like, obviously, I'm enjoying football season. But I'm really excited about, like, the off-season draft talk this year. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. Also, can we just call out the fact that the Broncos are absolutely full of it saying they weren't trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers last year? Did they really say that? They they said Russell Wilson was always their number one target. Okay, whatever. They have to say. You have to say that. You can't come out and say. You can't. You can't. Oh, yeah, you were our backup plan. Yeah. You ever try telling that to a girl? You see how that goes? Jeez. Oh, Dang, bro. Jackson Smith and Jigba. What a joke. <laughs> what is that celebration? That he did uh, whenever he was at Missouri against Texas, where he went like he. He did this and then did like the strap like this, oh, okay. and then he threw an interception later in the game, and the whole Texas sideline just did the celebration. <laughs> Dude, Drew, awesome. Drew Locke has got some swagger, bro, and I like it. I love it, bro. That was a perfect what a pass, catch, dude. dude. That, that was a fantastic. That catch, catch is so hard bro. in the in rain. the rain. Oh, fingertips. See, oh, that's a grooves, Brandon, that rain does not affect... I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba is just that guy, bro. I mean, he really is. Dude, wow. his girlfriend must love him. <laughs> okay, okay. See, see, this is the reason why I didn't want to do the live reaction this soon. This is going way too long now. There's still 28 seconds. This is good content, bro. Come on. It's 28 seconds, and the Eagles have all... We got some really good content from this, bro. <laughs> but what are we going to do for the next five minutes? We're going to... Have any of you guys talk about how hyped up Drew Locke is right Drew now? Drew Locke is a beast. With man. his half mullet? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> bro. <laughs> we know a guy if you need to. Yeah. Hey, hey, we'll hook him up. Gabe would be fangirling the entire time. bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a great catch. Wow. Even with the bobble, you got both feet in, like, and after the, the security. The yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a catch, bro. That was fantastic. Who has that guy on their dynasty team? Is it you? I don't know. It is me. Okay. I have you. Oh, is it you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look at this guy, bro. That dude is so happy, dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And Pete Carroll is 
fired up, baby. Pete Carroll's gonna have <laughs> He's too old for this. Dude, I love Pete Carroll. I'm not even a Seahawks fan, but I, I like Pete Carroll. He that is fun. He's looked exactly the same for 30-something <laughs> years. He hasn't. He doesn't look any different. Oh, he's old, too. He's in his 70s, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, he, he's I thought younger. he was in his 80s, he's, dude. He, he's, if he's not 80, he's close to 80. I'm pretty sure he's in his 80s. And he's still out there, like, during practices, like, actually playing with them and, like, walking through and stuff. Like, I love that. He's he's a cool guy. Yeah. He's not as, uh, he's not as old as you're thinking. He's 72. Okay. That's still, I mean, for for an NFL coach. Yeah, he's up there. Crazy. Hey. Is he the oldest, He's is he the oldest coach in football? Yeah. Now, there's a lot of old coaches right now. But I'm saying, he's definitely the oldest head coach. The only oh, one close is Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. He's 71. Pete Carroll's 72. Gotcha. Hey, all I'm going to say is Bill Belichick's going to look real good on the Packers sideline as a defense coordinator next year. Okay. We all know he's going to Alabama, bro. That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be wild. Imagine the transfer portal, dude. Holy cow, bro. Dude. <laughs> uh, who did you play for in college? Oh, no, nobody much. Just Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belich. So, on this drive, I need A.J. Brown to get 48 fantasy points and Jalen Hurts to get zero. Well, you already lost. They just... Yeah. <laughs> Let Jalen Hurts run upfield. They have three times. They need to put two. They need to put two seconds back on the clock. We're gonna see another hail mary, I, dude. They don't need one. Oh, they can. They, they, they can have all three goal. timeouts. Yeah. And they like this game go to overtime. I don't know how far Jalen Hurts can throw the ball. He can throw it far enough to AJ Brown. Like, can he throw it fifty-five yards? Yeah, I'm pretty sure AJ Brown is he out? I saw something. No, he's in. Okay. Hurts can throw the ball. This is they have a crazy clutch field goal kicker, but they got to get in range. And it's also really bad weather. But I I think they're getting in field goal range. I don't. Oh wow, really yeah, they're a lot closer up yeah, the field. I don't field even field. really think it's a question. They they've got two plays to get like twelve yards. Yeah. You don't need to look at anybody trying to else. Get it oh right my now. gosh! Oh my goodness! Why that was, that was dude? Why? Yeah, he did. Why? He threw it into double coverage, and he did. They didn't need to do that. Like I said, they had two plays to get twelve yards. Like they didn't need it. Was... Drew Locke's the guy, bro. Here's the thing: if that's single coverage, there's going to be pass interference called on that. But because there's a it's double coverage and the safety's coming free, like that's just never going to get called. I I, I mean, it probably would. To be honest, the dude is have face. This is such a close call, dude. Did you see that? I did. His first, I knew foot, it was close. His first foot hit his teammate's leg. Does it touch the ground? That is incredibly close. I don't. Think I didn't realize it was that close. So let me bro. go back and show you the first look. The first look was a better look at it, dude. This is insanely close. Look at this. First foot. Look at the first foot. The left foot. Did, oh. did it touch? Can they overturn that? Is it enough to overturn that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you can overturn that. That may be the closest I've ever seen. I think that's the closest one I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, that is great. And it's and it's just because of his teammate's leg. His teammate's leg blocked him. That that's wild. This may be the best view we have. 
No, that one. They're not gonna. I, I don't see. Overturn it. There's no turf pellets that come up. No. So you're not. You that that's not helping. I dude. It's gonna stand because I don't think they can overturn it off it, that. If they do overturn, if they do overturn it, it'll be because of the entertain the entertainment. Gosh, entertainment. <laughs> Golly. What was he? What was Hurts looking? I at? have no idea. But if they do overturn it, what I was trying to say, it'll be for the entertainment value of the end of this game. I think that I honestly think they tried that. I don't think it touched, dude. I think they tried that. That look, opera. that look right there. I really think it did, dude. I think it's like just barely touched and sweeped. You got to think I, the pellets I, are heavier right now too. With that's the rain. true, but. I really think that it didn't touch. Let's see. We've got this in crazy slow mo right now, so we're, we're gonna get years. as good. Of, we're gonna get as good of a look. My man almost got a nut shot too. He's got like, <laughs> dude. Uh, this is so close, dude. Yeah, it yeah, hit. It, yeah, it does touch. Bro, really, bro? That I don't know. That touch, I don't know why you all are convinced by that. That's the like that's, that's the closest I've that's ever the seen. Smallest touch you can. I possibly think it touched like barely. Yeah, I am convinced that there's not enough to overturn it now, though. Yeah, I. I bro, that's crazy. That is insane. Oh, dude. I didn't. We I haven't seen this angle yet. That is the closest I have ever seen, like at, ever. And you didn't want to do a live reaction. It didn't touch. Oh, it didn't touch. It didn't no, touch. it doesn't, bro. It doesn't touch. You can see his jersey the whole way. Through. It doesn't touch. It doesn't touch. Oh, my gosh. It didn't It touch. doesn't touch, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Why are they showing these other angles? That angle is the only one that they need to look at, dude. I love how the last one is the one that you actually can see something. Dude, that is wild. It looks from that angle like it touches. Hold on. Yeah. Go back and play that other angle in slow motion. I'm not convinced, dude. I'm still not convinced. Guys, they've let us know that they've let us know by now. In, We're still in real time. In real time, everybody already knows. Oh, shoot. I'm back a little forward, uh, a little too much there. Oh. Wow. <laughs> a little, little much, Brandon. Brandon. Thanks, yeah. bro. We're going in reverse here. That comment, why did I look at my watch? I bro <laughs> They're not overturning. They're not overturning. I, <laughs> this is wild. I, I we we're doing as slow of a slow motion as you possibly can do. And we cannot tell if it's... They're not overturning that, bro. What? They are not overturning. That's crazy, man. All right, let's just fast forward this. You no, no, no. You, you, you legitimately can't tell. Like, there, you can't overturn it. Yeah, yeah they yeah, said they stand. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't disagree with that review call. You can't, dude. Like, That's the... I'm not kidding. That's the closest, like, foot-touching thing... I inbounds, out of bounds, whether it touches the ground, inbounds, out of bounds, or touching the ball. That's, that's the closest I've ever seen. You about got yourself in trouble right there. I was about to rush you. But that's what I'm saying. I don't even know. The, that's the closest it's put. That's 
Any, regardless what Ben is saying, that is the closest call. All right, we got to go back and listen to what. That's the closest call I've ever seen in a in a football game. I like I. It does not get any closer than that. That was crazy. There's no wrong call. Whatever you call that, it's like okay. Even with as good of a camera angle as we had, that you don't you can't get a perfect more of a perfect angle than that one, and you still couldn't tell. That that was crazy. Anyway. What a throw by Drew Locke. What a drive at the end. What catches by DK Metcalf. Holy cow. And Brandon didn't want to do a live reaction. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. It was a very long live reaction. I don't really like them to be that long. But it was entertaining, at least. That was wild. If you haven't seen the play that we're talking about right now, the interception that the Seahawks got, go look it up. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to tell either whether his foot touched the ground or not. That was wild. And you're watching on your cell phone maybe even harder to really tell, but we were watching really closely to a really nice TV, and we couldn't tell. So, uh, wow, subtle flex. Uh, yeah, subtle, subtle flex. Subtle flex. It's no big deal. Yeah. At one sixteenth speed, like yeah. as slow as you possibly could go. It was one sixteenth of their already slow motion replay they were doing on the yeah. broadcast, so it was way slower than one sixteenth. Yeah, it, uh, and anyway. we still couldn't tell. Yeah, couldn't tell. So anyway. That was a fun game. Wow. But anyway, too bad we didn't really see any of the rest of the game to really talk about, but at least we got to see the end of it. Uh maybe the Eagles and the Cowboys both are just maybe that they're just maybe they're not as good as people thought. I don't know. Uh, Seahawks actually played really well. I did see quite a bit of it. Like a healthy, they came back at the end. A healthy forty ers team last year, bro. The Eagles are not a super. No, that's yeah, fact. I, that's 100% true. Like, yeah, 100%. I, I just, also, we just need to go back to that catch from Njigba. That that catch was insane, oh, bro. Yeah, that catch was ridiculous, dude. The DK catches and the Jackson is big. There were four different catches on that drive that were All insane. in the rain. Yeah, all in the rain. And that interception. Yeah, and right. the interception. Yeah, That Great. Monday Night Football game next week is going to be really interesting. Which one is that? Ravens 49ers. It's, I, it's I not going to be. A good I don't game. think. I, that's I actually think. It actually, be. the Ravens have only lost one game in the NFC ever. I, I think if a game involves the 49ers, I don't think it's interesting. I think it'll be good. I don't. I may bet on the Ravens. You're crazy. I'm. T- I'm playing. You. You. You, but, you bet on the Cowboys this week. Listen. Yeah. I, I don't on, feel like it was a crazy bet. I bet on the Steelers this week. That's a crazy bet. They're playing the Colts, bro. Still, it's the Steelers. Probably one of, if not the worst offense in the entire NFL. They're playing the Colts. Yeah, the Colts are bad. I don't really hate that pick too much, but anyway. I still do. All right, we're going to end this now. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. What we're going to talk about on Wednesday is, I don't know. Uh, we'll figure something out. Do you guys do you guys have anything that you all really wanted to, to list out or rank or to even just predict or to think about? We could finally do our receiving core episode no. for Ben. Dude, no. I was going to say, we we do need to do this at some point, but not during the NFL season. We need to have a list of sauces. We need to list our top, like, five to ten sauces. My number one sauce is Sauce Gardner. Stop. Stop. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. It's my number one. Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll, we'll save that. Sauce. That won't, from sauce Gardner. that won't be next week. It'll be... It'll be enough. What, what made you even think of that? That's so random. I saw the Sonic barbecue sauce sitting on the table right there. Right next to the like, hot sauce? 
Yeah. Does so, honey mustard count as a sauce? Honey mustard is a sauce. Okay. Yeah. Honey mustard is nasty, bro. Whoa. Honey mustard is disgusting. Whoa. Honey, mu- honey mustard is disgusting. What? Holy cow. I would rather eat a jar of mayonnaise than, than eat honey. No. I'm, okay. That, that, I'm, I'm totally playing about that. <laughs> honey mustard. Wilson no. honey mustard. Honey mustard is not universally hated. That's true. Like Zach Wilson is. I'm just saying for this podcast, because I also love honey mustard. So, Dude. I'm probably the biggest fan of Honey Mustard, actually, so that doesn't really work, because I think Brandon's a bigger Zach Wilson fan. I am a bigger Zach Wilson fan. Yeah. yeah. But, I uh, think the only bigger Zach Wilson fan than me is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. has to be, bro. Aaron Rodgers like, really likes Zach Wilson. He, he has to like Zach Wilson. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe Zach Wilson likes the moms. Do the moms like Zach Wilson? I mean, you think they do? If you were a mom, I think you would like Zach Wilson. <laughs> okay. Ask your mom. I mean... Okay. Ask your mom what she thinks about Zach. <laughs> okay. You, that's, maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> my mom would probably be honest with me. My mom doesn't seem like the kind of guy my mom would be into, though, to be honest with you. I don't think so. Mm. Probably not. I don't think so. She, I don't think Zach Wilson would be into our mom. No, definitely not. <laughs> Same this pod. My goodness. We're, put your we're mom turning on. this off. Last, bro. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. See ya.